You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Making of a Marketer, the podcast that takes you around the world of marketing one topic at a time. Hosted by digital marketing consultants Jess Nickerson and Andy Pondillo. We welcome you to join the conversation. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Now here are your hosts, Jess and Andy. Well, here we are, Jess. It's 2024. It's a new year. I'm not going to say it's a new me. I'm not going to say we're circling back on this podcast. I'm not going to do the cliches, but we are back and we are excited as we continue season two as we kick off 2024. So I don't know about you, Jess. You know, I'm not into like the New Year's resolution thing. It's not something I I, I try to like always be introspective on myself and make the changes kind of as we go. Uh, but I will say I do come into 2024 feeling a little bit more energetic than maybe 2023. It was a weird year to say the least in marketing. And, you know, I feel like uh, the community and this everyone coming together and trying to make the best of situations and grow together. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of positive trajectory right now. So as we enter this new year, I think that we continue to build on that. I know it's something that we're excited to do with the show. Yes. So here's my take on resolutions. I am not into resolutions. I'm into reflecting and, you know, taking pen to paper and writing out plans, writing out your goals, et cetera. But why aren't resolutions at our birthday? Like, if, so if we're like thinking about a new year, see, I think of the new year at your birth date. So to make it even more, more narrow and more focused, I feel like they should be at your birthday and not at the start of January 1st. Well, so here's a good thing about that is my birthday is in about three weeks. Um, I'm turning 21. So I got some great, you know, resolutions to fulfill there. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I didn't realize we were we were approaching such a monumental birthday yes. for you. Yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, for, for those who are listening, no, I'm not I'm not really 21. Uh, but uh, it is my birthday coming up in a few weeks. But I agree. You know, I think that's a good thing, especially uh, as milestone ages are hit. You know, I'm hitting one that's right in the middle of a decade. I'll let people guess which one that is. It has a five at the end of it. Uh, so not at the beginning, at the end. Uh, so I think that's a good time. It's something for companies too. We're going to dig in today. We're going to kind of look at what we liked in 2023 from a brand perspective, uh, doing like a short, you know, three things that 
you and I saw that we thought really hit and maybe do have some carryover into 2024, you know, I think of a lot of brands, you know, like, hey, they come in on January, we're going to start something new. But I don't like the New Year thing either for that solely because I come from this world of seasonal marketing uh, when, it, you know, I did a lot more in travel. So sometimes we do stuff around uh, Valentine's Day. So if you hit Jan 1 and you're just starting to do your Valentine's Day plan, you're already behind. Like Jan 2 hits in a lot of these retail stores, there's already hearts of chocolates and, you know, pink rabbits being sold. And you go to Walgreens right now, I guarantee you it's going to look a lot different than it did last week. So the world of marketing is always turning. Well, I think it's going to be introspective. I don't think January 1st, like, it changes everything all at once. If you're making resolutions as a team, it's just more, you know, I think what can you build on with the trends that are out there? Totally agree. So let's start that off. 2023, things we saw uh, with brands marketing. We did a heavy look around the industry, took a good peek at LinkedIn and brands that are on LinkedIn as, you know, as Jess and I, we consult um, with LinkedIn. So, we took a look around and marked some things down that we liked. I know with mine, Jess, we haven't told each other what we've chosen yet, but the things that I chose were purposely done because I felt like they fit macro trends. So I didn't go looking for brands that did some like, let's disrupt the entire you know industry. I looked more for, did they take a trend, execute it well, and it kind of expand on it as something that we could use as a lesson for all of us. So I can kick us off with our first one on my three, and then, you know, we can talk about it and work from there. Right. So this is your number three on our top three list. Yes, that's correct. I so I am going to kick it off with, I cheat, maybe I've cheated a little bit on this one, but I'm going to kick it off with LinkedIn itself and their marketing on LinkedIn so they marketed themselves as very much taking the whole, you know, the AI um, approach and how they've implemented it into their product. And they've shown it consistently in their product between videos, how it works. They've put it on their premium features. And when it's being beta tested, they are vividly saying that this is in a beta. So the users know that it's still being worked on and they're actually letting the users both market the product for themselves and they're letting them give feedback themselves on the product. And it's just continuously populating user-generated content, you name it. So when you look at LinkedIn right now, and if I look at other social media channels and I ask who's the leader in implementing AI into their product and showcasing it in a very visible manner, I feel like LinkedIn is. They're really at the, the lead with this. We do see a lot of products. Um, one that I'm using right now for a lot of our video content, Opus Pro, um, very cool video editor. Uh, we see products like this in the AI world that are showcasing the product in action but we don't, I don't feel like we see a lot of UGC right now in the AI world. And I feel like the companies that tap into that the most to not talk about just AI is this like, 
you know, um, Terminator, a Skynet type thing. Like if they're talking about it, like how a normal person is using the technology and then letting them do user generated content, those will be the brands that are going to win when they're talking about AI in 2024. So I kind of wanted to lead it into that discussion because that seems to be the discussion that dominates all discussions in the marketing world. How are you marketing AI? And LinkedIn kind of has done this leading um, push, in my opinion, and how they've been able to showcase it with everything they do. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll quickly preface, although Andy and I both work at LinkedIn, we are not sponsored. Anyone we're mentioning today, we are not sponsored yes. by them. These are our opinions. Uh, but no, I, I do love that you you brought this up because the way that they're integrating AI into the actual creator space, I think is uh, excellent and key because to me, it's like focusing on that that emotional component where people may feel uncertain right now, are scared to use this type of technology. And I think this is the, the you know, the stepping stone. This is like the, the easy, the easy button per se to get to get started and start building that confidence and uh, like seeing the efficiencies with this uh, type of technology. Yeah, and allows marketers to see themselves. So again, you know, like it's B2B marketing. It's not necessarily ads. You know, UGC a lot of times, yeah, it can, it can be placed in ads. It's not ads essentially, but what it is, is it's building confidence with the users and seeing this on their feed on a consistent manner. There is something to always be said about consistency. I feel like not just LinkedIn here with AI, but just in general with marketing, we are starting to see like organic old school social media start to come back. And it may, this like makes me so excited. I will not derail this podcast on this. So it's the last statement I have for number three here, but it, it feels like things like, you know, thought leadership and posting, you know, your personal stories behind the scenes, uh, UGC, while new-ish, I think there's still some old school principles that come, you know, and there's been a lot of talk lately about long form video content coming back because TikTok expanded, I think it's 10 minutes now that they allow you to do videos on TikTok, but it's got user habits like wanting to do long form video again, like wanting things to be more organic conversational based social media the stuff that we grew up with in the 2010s the early early days of social we're starting to see some of those mechanics appear again which to me is really exciting definitely so my number three and i i'm a little biased here as well because we had uh eric peterson on the the show in 2023 but my number three is workday and uh, so we've we've worked with Workday and we've spoken with Eric and we loved what they did uh, with their Super Bowl, their first B2B Super Bowl ad and how they translated that on to LinkedIn. I, I, I wanted them to even push it further uh, and there's still opportunity to push it further on LinkedIn, but for their like in, introductory commercial and the launch and the hype and the press around it, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And the reason why I thought this commercial 
did so well and 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 resonated was because they really tapped into the emotions of their their customers and the emotions of their employees. So the whole idea was they wanted to show the world that their customers and their employees are rock stars. So they ended up featuring a very famous rock stars in uh, the the workday work setting. Well, you're going to laugh at this one because workday was also on my list. So we didn't want to share our list, but I will continue this. So, so let's merge this. I'll say this was no. my, my number two here is um, the reason I chose Workday was actually slightly different than the reason you chose them. The reason I did was because they successfully executed nostalgia marketing right as it was starting to get really popular. Like 2023, if you look at 2023 marketing study as a whole, Mario movie, um, tons of nostalgia marketing, like that 90s filter Barbie movie, like it was super in. Nostalgia marketing's always been in, but I felt like Workday when they did the rock star approach. It's not something, you know, we think about modern music, like I'm thinking more T Swift and the Era Tours and electronic dance music. I'm not thinking about old school rock stars. So I felt like they actually placed a touch of nostalgia marketing on their approach and then related it back to B2B. And, you know, to your point, Jess, something I think that is was done incredibly well was just the timing of this. So they paired a traditional commercial and then ran a large brand initiative on LinkedIn to pair with it. And they just timed simultaneously. So that's not something that we see too often. And I think it kind of lays a foundation for what a lot of companies could be doing when they think Super Bowl and beyond Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I, I love how you even added the nostalgic piece to it because I didn't even see it in that way as well. And it it is so true. Just by featuring like specific rock stars, it was tapping into that nostalgia. And then that makes it more relatable. Mm -hmm. And it does. And think about buying groups too. So if this is a B2B product, so it's likely a decision maker, you know, what's going to be director, VP and above. So they're likely going to be at the age of someone that lived through like the hair metal era. So you have to think all these things through when you're doing creative, you know, is it, you know, relevant to your target audience? And, and it definitely was. So this was a very well thought through approach. I'd love to have Eric on again. Um, this will be a, a plug for him because I'd be curious what they're doing for their their season upcoming if they're looking to launch a similar type approach. But it was something that got me to think. And again, it was another learning experience. Like I look at Workday and I feel like the way that they did, you know, the buzzword omni-channel marketing, you know, we hear that all the time. That to me is like true omni-channel marketing because there's no bigger reach than a commercial during the Super Bowl. Like statistically, there still is nothing you can do to get more reach than running a commercial during that three-hour game. But sometimes it's one and done. So what I like is that they built off the brand success that they put there and it allows them now to set up their brand for a year's worth of brand ads, demand ads, lead ads, you know, whatever ads, but they set it up real nicely. And it's mm -hmm. something that I think that a lot of companies lack the patience to see something like that through. Yes.
I'm I'm so curious to see what happens this year and to see if if Workday is going to be in the Super Bowl again this year and and like what brands will be returning and and are the Chiefs going to be in the final because you know if they're going to be in the final and yeah. Taylor Swift is present that you're you're going to see even greater reach like it is going to be probably one of the biggest Super Bowls Ever. If you want to read some conspiracy theories about that, I <laughs> highly um, encourage you to go on to the platform X, formerly known as Twitter, and just start searching Taylor Swift Chiefs conspiracies and how the NFL allegedly wants them to get to the Super Bowl so they get better ratings and sales. Not that I believe in it, but there's like a large contingency out there of people that believe that there's a push for that. You know, this this is the making of a marketer 101. Everyone's a marketer, people, yes. no matter what you're doing, what your discipline. But so that was your number two. So I'll jump into my number yes. two. My number two is Athletic Greens. And uh, I have some honorable mentions here as well. So I'll say for this category of Athletic Greens is doing it, uh, Nestle is doing it, and McDonald's is doing it really well. And uh, it's all about like the influencer marketing piece. We'll just, we'll just start with athletic greens and how they've really tapped into um, influencer marketing for years. I mean, they, they are pretty much uh, sponsoring every major podcast. So you've got these influencers talking about uh, the benefits and how they're drinking athletic greens every day, et cetera. And what I love is on LinkedIn this year, they brought that influencer piece and created their own mini episodes. So they now have an episode with uh, Andrew Huberman, and uh, he's you know a long time, long time user. Uh, what is it? Long time user, first time listener. But anyway, yeah. So he's 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 a big uh, proponent of the brand and the actual product. And then uh, they are also featuring Allison Felix. And she has a, a series called like the starting blocks. And it's uh, very, uh, very, you know, connected to like what Athletic Greens is trying to do from like a health perspective and just, you know, taking this one vitamin supplement drink and, and being that, uh, having that represent the starting blocks to uh your 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 health so yeah love what athletic greens is doing i hope to see more of these these uh series being highlighted specifically on linkedin their use of video and the the use of um, influencers or like brand representatives to talk about talk about like their brand specifically but then also uh their you know, athletic greens, like a holistic brand. So let's talk about that because I got to evaluate athletic greens now because I haven't seen these. So there is a common take that is out there with marketers right now that's starting to catch a little fire. And it's they say that every company is a media organization, whether you like it or not. So this plays into that example that athletic greens is using um, their marketing strategy to have this type of media to be seen with several influencers. And there's this push that's out there that is 
essentially not telling people not to run ads. You need to run ads to expand your reach and hit new audiences. But what the approach is, is to stay relatable and create your organization almost as a media outlet. So there's, you know, tons of natural, organic, helpful content that's out there. And it almost is a strategy that reduces the value of a click and enhances the value of seeing media. So I find that interesting that, you know, though, really, if you look at our choices, they kind of play into that theory so far. So it's definitely one that I need to evaluate. And also, you're talking, it sounds like more longer form content again, which again, is starting to gain some hype, which is so fascinating to me, because we were taught just how many years now have we been taught that like long form content doesn't work anymore. So it's fascinating to see this change. Yeah. So I would say with Athletic Greens, definitely the focus on the influencer piece with long form. And then the Nestle example, uh, they're doing a lot with TikTok influencers mm -hmm. and inviting those influencer cooks. I, I don't know like what you call them or like culinary uh, people. I, I don't think they're classically trained chefs, but they're inviting them into their Nestle like test kitchen using the Nestle products to create something new. And then they're doing it in like that short form, yeah. TikTok, uh, YouTube short uh, style. So I think that's pretty cool too. So that segues perfectly to my number one. So this one is a little broader than a singular brand. So what I'll, how I'll explain this is there's this phrase that's out there. Some of us use it. Some of us haven't. Some of us have done like a class on it. It's our grand old phrase, just SEO. SEO is back in full force, but not the way that you think it is. So when I look at social media and digital media right now, the absolute best way to win in 2024, and we saw some big wins in 2023, is using SEO through social media search engines. So what I mean by that is TikTok. There's new analytics out there that say that Gen Z uses TikTok as a search engine more than they use Google to find information, if you can believe that. And if you think about that, that crosses over to LinkedIn. People search for specific hashtags, hashtag podcasts, hashtag social media, hashtag marketing, whatever it may be. So I look at people that we've either had on this show or talked about on this show. Um, Courtney Johnson, she owns the social media pay, uh, space. Uh, Jacob Shipley, he owns the social media space. If you type in social media into the top left of LinkedIn as a search term, you will see their faces pop up over and over and over again. So I thought about this deeper the other day um, when I was doing a session and I was doing a session with a cybersecurity company. We were talking about taking ownership of certain phrases and obviously cybersecurity AI is like a huge phrase. And I talked about if you can own this phrase within your ads and in within your posts, your visibility will skyrocket just because that's what people are looking for. So I think about this further and further. You know, I give credit to just like a wide variety of, of personal brands because it's more personal branding that's doing this. Uh, Gary V's obviously the biggest of the biggest ones that we always talk about. We saw Snoop Dogg pop up on LinkedIn talking about business practices. So um, ownership over terms, 
by influencers on all social media channels to me is probably the most cost efficient way to get seen. Like once you start to become, once you start owning this topic, you have that topic. And then long term, I think as user habits start to change, Gen Z continues to mature into this marketplace. You know, that's a way to get seen across all these different channels. So I find it fascinating. I don't know if there's like a full book on it. If you get a book on SEO, it's all going to be about Google. But I think that we have to look at this in like a, a different way that all these social media channels are actually search engines. And I would not be surprised, Jess, if one day that it becomes a paid initiative where you can start paying to buy terms or bid on terms on these channels, where if you went to TikTok to search social media, you could bid on that and you know start to own that phrase. So just kind of, I noticed that was an abstract thought for my number one, but it's something I'm seeing over and over again. And I think something that I wanna start getting ahead of where when we teach clients and work with clients, that this could be another way to think about your content. I love it. Absolutely. Yes. The, you heard it here first. Let's yes. let's see it on LinkedIn. Yes. It's and I part find, of the advertising strategy. Yeah, in following hashtags on LinkedIn, that's still relatively new. That's not an old thing. So, but that's just another way that people are following search terms. Yeah. And you know what? You bring up a good point too, because you when you say TikTok. It's like I had a little cringe moment there because it's like scary to think about that people are using that as like a source of truth and a source yeah. of certain. Yeah, I know that, uh, that part is collect, scary to collect certain information. But then I thought, well, actually, I display those same behaviors as well on YouTube. If you want to watch a video on how to install something or how, uh, you know, like one product performs versus another. So a product review and you're right. It's, it's the same type of behavior and you're right with the hashtags on LinkedIn, it is becoming more prevalent just across the entire holistic mm -hmm. landscape versus just the, the, the Googles. And, um, I will mention Bing because yes. Bing is still still it Bing's, Bing's making a comeback though with AI and all their tools yeah. so like you know it's it's a slow build but there, there's been some trajectory there but I think it's different you know we think of social media like I think the default for a lot of people will always remain Facebook because it's what they started with or you know MySpace Tom from MySpace if you're out there we want you um, to come on the show uh, but uh, uh, Facebook, like that's not a search platform. Like you don't go searching for information on Facebook. I don't think you do it much on Instagram. TikTok people do. The search like application is super built into that platform. Um, X, I think you do. LinkedIn, I think you do. So mm -hmm. I think that they start to trend set a little bit on, you know, doing SEO practices on social media. And then we think about TikTok long-term, I think we're already at the stage where if you're a brand, you have to be on it. It used to be like, hey, it would be a bonus to be on it. But at this point, it's just too mainstream. Like if you're neglecting it, you're missing out on a lot of impressions. Mm -hmm. So speaking of searches, my number one was one of the most searched terms uh, just across the, the interwebs. So my number one uh, for... Uh, like the best it, on LinkedIn in 2023 was Mattel Inc. And it's Barbie. <laughs> Barbie was 
one of the most searched, most sought after brands, names, etc. And I love what Mattel did on LinkedIn to, to leverage this big rock content. Like I think this is one of the perfect examples of taking that big rock content that you have produced and uh, that is wildly successful and creating a, a lot of content off of that. So if you go to their LinkedIn page now, you'll see in 2023, just Mattel just highlighting it all highlighting they could have done a little bit more behind the scenes but behind the scenes to barbie the war, awards associated with barbie uh the 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 history behind barbie new dolls being released um uh, as a result so there i don't know if you knew this andy they released a stevie nicks doll my husband was like yeah, I would take one of those. Like, that's really cool. So, I mean, just there, there's so much like the, the, the awards, the press, they've been featured on ad week, uh, just highlighted. I mean, it, it's really fantastic uh, what they have done with uh, the entire brand and how they are capitalizing off of this brand's huge success. So key point there, that takes us back to, again, just a theory that every company is a media company. And if you own the media sources, you start to get some brand recognition, product placement, et cetera. So I just looked up real quick, Barbie, what that movie cost to produce. So the estimated um, production costs were 128 to 145 million. So pretty large budget, but there's also been movies that have been like $1 billion budget. So in that grand scheme of things, it's actually not near as pricey as some. But I think about that. Think about all these big brands that have $100 million, $200 million um, marketing budgets, billion dollar marketing budgets, whatever it may be. It gives everybody the shot to take their shot at something like this if they already have the budget. Does it make more sense to do what we've always done, run the same ads we've always done, or jump on a marketing trend such as nostalgia marketing like Barbie did, um, produce a very well, very well received movie, and then in retrospect, you get all of these awards and it puts your product right front and center and back on people's minds. It's always that attention and day trading for people's, you know, just what's on their minds. And, you know, I think about probably Barbie, I would say you're, you're absolutely right. It's the best example. I think Mario on a Super Mario Brothers movie plays into that. I just went and bought um, Super Mario Wonder. Um, great, fantastic game on the Switch. Probably would not have gone and bought a Nintendo Switch this year if I didn't see that movie. It just was like, hey, I missed playing Mario games again. But that wasn't an ad. That wasn't a 50% off. That wasn't all these things. So I think the media consumption aspect is a big lesson for us to learn here. Mm -hmm. And I would say, too, to the Mario example, the launch of the, the Mario World's at Universal Studios uh, across the world too, and in, in 2023, I that absolutely helped propel. Universal's on fire right now. So there was something that just came out that for the first time and have maybe ever, however many years, Universal netted more um, profit, I believe it was, uh, than Disney did in the last year, and that's kind of hard to believe because Disney sat on top for so long. Yeah, there's. A lot, a lot of changes 
Yes. But, but hopes like some continuation from yes. 2023 into 2024. Cause like, I want to see like the examples that we mentioned, I, I, you know, there's so much opportunity for people to, you know, step on the gas and go even further. So I got a crazy example for you. Just while we're talking about this. So do you, are you familiar with how a lot of the Disney properties or characters are becoming public domain now? They're losing their their trademark, I believe it is. So Yes, I did hear about this with Mickey. He's <laughs> everywhere now. <laughs> so there the I think it was the first or the second day uh that Mickey became public domain, a trailer released for Mousetrap. Are you familiar with Mousetrap? At the game, <laughs> no. That, what is this? Is a movie? Okay, so this is not like a movie about the Mouse Trap game. No, no. Okay. It's called Mouse Trap, and it's a horror movie where di- where Mickey Mouse is a slasher, and they had the whole movie filmed and ready to go the day that it became public domain, and then dropped the trailer immediately, like. I, I don't know if that's like what I would do on my free time, but you talk about proactive marketing right there. Like, hey, Disney's, you know, or Mickey Mouse is now public domain. Boom, right away. Mousetrap horror movie coming out in a few months. Oh, man, I'm I don't know what to take of that because that 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 in a way uh, just how, you know, Mickey and Minnie, they are tied to to you know a, a child brand and yep. uh, <laughs> no comment don't put it past don't ever put it past movie directors to try to take advantage of a situation but um yes that's out there so uh but i saw that recently and i kind of laughed to myself um coming to streaming near you definitely not in theaters uh but no just this was wonderful today um Kind of, you know, I got to look up some of the stuff you're talking about, like Mattel, for instance. I knew about Barbie, but I didn't know about some of the stuff that they were doing for their their product placements to follow it, um, posting the awards, different things like that. So I want to drop a follow on them on LinkedIn today just to evaluate it. And then, you know, I think as we work through some of these topics for season two, 2024, I think they'll be good for us to bring up with some of our guests. What are their opinions? You know, what are they seeing? Who did they, who inspired them in the past year? And it was Super Bowl rolling around. I definitely know we'll have a lot to talk about then. So a lot to be gained here in the next several months. Yes. And we can talk about your resolutions for your yes. birthday and your next, in yes. the next few weeks. Birthday resolutions coming up. Well, till next time, thank you again for listening. 2024 is here. We'll be here and we will catch you soon with our next guest episode. Bye. Bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.